We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Carlo Navas, and with me today, we have our Heat Twitter president and host of Hangover Time, Alphonse Sydney, aka Alf954. What a guan. On the bottom, we have our 2K coach and StreamB co-founder, Frankie. What up? What up? All right, everybody. So here's the deal. Uh, we're on YouTube today. Uh, you know, we're in solidarity with hashtag a day off Twitch. A lot of uh, small time Twitch creators, you know, started this to kind of bring some awareness to some uh, of some hate raids and some other things that are going on uh, on Twitch. So we, you know, we wanted to, to support, you know, people and, and the solidarity behind them. So we're on YouTube just for the day. Don't worry. We're back on Twitch uh, next show, which should be next week. But, you know, we got to hold it down for the community. We got to do our part. Um, we What's have- a hate raid? Is that like when they just come and saying racist shit? I, you know what, Alf? I don't fully know. I That's just what know. it sounds like. That's what a hate raid sounds it, like. It's like uh, so people are like ch- um, programming bots and stuff to like take over like a, a ton of bots that you. it's almost impossible for mods to like control and stuff. And they're saying like hateful stuff. They're saying spam stuff. And it's just it's it's just pretty much targeting small creators, basically. It's, it's funny like because... January sixth on uh, on Twitter. <laughs> I was gonna make the joke. It's Texas or some shit, <laughs> or just like Florida, just like anywhere out there. You know, even Miami, just anywhere in Florida. It's just the hate rate every day. Oh yeah. <laughs> you go to Publix, you know, you're just assaulted by racism. I had some friends in town, and uh, you know, we went to the pool in my building, and there were some white Hispanic dudes saying the N word, and my friends who are black are like. It was like, like people like these people do that shit, and I was like, "Yeah, I, it's it's just, yeah, it's, it's when you know you're in Kendall. That's like it's the uh, <laughs> it's like the Kendall greeting. Oh, I'm here. Yeah, no, that's true. Listen, you go any any pickup basketball court in Kendall, you you hear that you got people out of town got a double take. Um, hey, Hialeah too. Hialeah can't escape that. Three or five till we die. Alpha's nine oh, five yeah. four. Way out of the way. Um, you know, shout out to the people. Go Canes! Is today the first day? I know that they play Alabama soon, right, Alpha? Saturday. Saturday, yeah. I'm um, sorry for my echo. I know that my audio is not quite, yeah, chat saying, why is G streaming from an abandoned warehouse? Uh, I just moved. 
this is this is my new studio. We're gonna fill this out as we go. I have a slightly better camera angle. Alf, do you approve? No, it's no? not straight on. Why is it not straight on? I, your I whole your whole excuse was the way your room was set yeah, up yeah. and. It was above your fish tank or some bullshit. Now you're in an empty room. Mm -hmm. There is no reason for you not to be looking at the camera. I mean, I can look right here. I'm looking. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, it's better when you don't. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Listen, everybody. Like, that was, Frankie, was that not unnerving? Like, it was. It was <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to be an asshole super, right now. Like when you looked at me, it was super fucking creepy. I was like, oh, God. It felt yeah, way too know, personal. Do you yeah. want? Is this, is this really? No, no, no. I'm uncomfortable, you know. Yeah, yeah, please. Don't look at me. That's, you know, but oh. today, this is this is how you need to talk to women too. This is avoid eye contact. Like, hold on. like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, don't worry, you'll 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 come to appreciate this. Why are you not looking me in the eye? It's for your own benefit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Try that. <laughs> uh, yes, chat. We're back on YouTube. Uh, for those of you just joining, we're, we're just for the day. We'll be back on Twitch. We're just in solidarity with our uh, Twitch brethren. So we got a lot to get to today. Couple things. I don't know. Let's start with the Sixers because we're we're gonna get into the Heat's big men. So we're going through all the positions. Uh, we did we did guards last time. Uh, Tiffany Siobhan and I broke that down, and now we're gonna do bigs. Uh, but but I want to kind of start with the Sixers because it's it's been so funny. Alf, have you seen what's going on? Yeah. It's like Joel Embiid has to be the corniest fucking dude in the league. What was that? That was weird. I don't. That, that was an an odd post. Like. It was like uh, you guys treated me like shit, but you know, I, you know, I, I, it made me work harder. But you got to do better. There really, it was, it was a shit post, is what it was. Like it just, it had no real direction to it. It made no sense. Like it was just, it was just fucking nonsense. But it was, it was like he was trying to hit a word count. A, a word. Count. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> like was. Yeah, exactly. Just fill um, in and and let it flow, and you're like, um. Long-winded way to get to this point. Hither to for, therefore. <laughs> so let, let me bring the tweet he up doubles, for those. He double-spaced it. <laughs> he, he's, he's playing around with the font. Mm -hmm. Make sure it looks a little bigger. Like Trying to get that margin a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Squeeze the margin a bit. So here's a tweet for those who don't know. Joel Embiid says, I haven't forgotten, but two years ago, I got booed. People in Philly wanted me to be traded. I even shushed them. Only real ones didn't but i put the work in the offseason to be better because i knew i wasn't playing up to my potential philly fans y'all also got to be better um like what does that mean well no they won't they're philly fans they're like the the lowest the only thing that's a lower subspecies of humans are knicks and jets fans no i think philly fans are actually worse yeah. you did nick fans they yeah throw, they throw snowballs at santa they don't they throw batteries at people they no, no, those are cleveland fans who who booed uh Michael Irvin when he got hurt? That was Philly fans, right? I think so. Yeah, like Philly fans, Philly fans. They're the they're the dregs of humanity. Like they're just some of the they're just the worst people. Tiff Tiff bringing up a good point. I'd rather be the Sixers. <laughs> Our buddy George Sedano. But was up. he like trying to stick up for Ben Simmons, or was he trying to say Ben, you know, uh, nut up and put in the work and they'll love you? Like I didn't understand like who. Was he just chastising both sides of it? Like I didn't, I just did not get what the point of that tweet was. It was like it was like they did it to me too, and look what I became. But also be better, fans. Yeah, was know? it like Ben stop being a bitch, or was it <laughs> Philly fans <laughs> stop being bitches? Like I think what? it was both. So like earlier, yeah, you're assholes. Jeff yeah, what is too. it? That was a could go either way tweet. I said yeah. like I said, it was a shit post. 
So earlier there was a report uh, that NBA Central aggregated, which is really funny that Joel Embiid is like just fucking entertaining NBA Central. And uh, it was just about that there's a rift that, that the Sixers reportedly had to pick between Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. The Simmons-Embiid rift has been escalating. A person with knowledge of the, of the situation told USA Today. And Joel goes, trust me, bro. Like, stop trying to push an agenda, blah, blah, blah. I love playing with Ben. Stats don't lie. He's an amazing player. We just didn't get the job done. You know, whatever. Responding. I mean, it's kind of weird to respond to that, but whatever he did. And then that just really, like, and it's funny because before that, he was just, like, live tweeting a Real Madrid game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> pretending that none of this shit was happening. Like, yeah, so, um, That's like the Lebetard thing. When there's, like, a big game going on, he tweets some random score. Yeah, like Mariners, Rockies, top of the sixth or some yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like, um, But, yeah, so Embiid is just – then he just spirals. He starts, like, tweeting that, and then he starts retweeting, like, Philly radio host rants again him. And then he just, like, kind of pivots, and he's like, I love the criticism. I love what I'm told I can't do something. And he just, like, kind of spiraled on Twitter. It was really funny to watch. What, like, what is happening in Philly? Like, how can that whole situation have been more poorly managed? Like, they have torpedoed one of the most athletic, uh, talented players in – in the NBA, like they torpedoed his value, he's torpedoed his own value. Like, who's giving up anything for Ben Simmons at this point? And Ben Simmons is still really, really good. Like, you should be able to get a couple first round picks for Ben Simmons. No, they'll they'll get they'll get something good for him. I think that that's kind of overstated. I think, but that, I, but they're not going to get what they should get for Ben Simmons. I think that at that's this point. Just, I think they yeah. I think Maury mishandled that a little bit. I think Doc kind of hasn't helped. You know, he didn't help at the end of the season. <laughs> what a surprise! I mean, Doc just threw that dude under the bus. <laughs> I mean, Doc's a, Doc's a sur- listen. Doc Rivers is a professional survivor. Yeah, I can't. I can't hate the man. Doc is a grifter, man. Let's be honest, <laughs> King. Doc is a grifter. He's been Ain't living. No, off- nobody's still eating off that 08 ring like Doc. Yeah, uh, like he's the only one that like still. Uh, yeah, I mean Rondo at least has earned another championship ring, and and fucking Doc is still living off that, getting contracts after contracts, and he's he hasn't had to stay, spend one day as a studio analyst, uh, getting fired like everyone else usually has to. He's, but you know he's what's a funny? Joke the coach. Like, Doc is the guy who's coached two of the most talented, mismanaged teams at like the Clippers of Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Now he's with the Sixers. I mean, the Sixers are super talented. They have to- uh, Toby. I don't call him Tobias. Toby. They got Toby <laughs> over there. They got, you know, they got, they have, um, they got some good, they have some good young guys. Um, they have MB, they have Simmons, they have a talented roster. They were number one in the East last year, and they're just such a shit show. Like, and and I guess this all goes back to the whole rather be the Sixers thing when Leif was going off. He was basically trying, he was telling Sedano, like, those motherfuckers will never get their act together. And like so far, he's been proven absolutely correct. Like, can you can you envision the Sixers going through an entire playoff run and winning a championship as currently constructed? No. No. Like, there's no way. Like, they would implode. Like, they would get into a fist fight on the court first. Like, there's absolutely no way. They're just, it's just such a poorly run franchise. And it goes back to just having a culture of losing on purpose for years and then mismanaging draft picks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mismanaging like, picks and then giving like good dudes away for like nothing and then like signing bad deals and like not being able to pull the trigger on trades, right? Getting too cute. 
you know, when, when Lowry was available <laughs> for them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Gino Nunez and chat says they had the easiest route to the finals and they couldn't make it past the Hawks. <laughs> it's true. It's, so it's fucking true. We all made, the Hawks were like half a game away from being like a fucking seven seed. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like, and you know, it's funny, like they're the Hawks are gonna like live off that playoff series for a long time, right? Like they, you know, people think I mean they're they're good and Trey Young's amazing. Uh yeah, they're just getting better. Danny Green said he about to become the primary defensive player with Ben gone. (laughs) I just saw that. So Tiff put in chat, uh, what about what Danny Green said was worse than that tweet? And I was like kind of like looking for it and I was kind of scrubbing through the video and I saw that he said that. I was like, God damn. Like they've already kicked him out of the. Uh, they've already kicked him out of Philly. They've, they've checked, that was so weird. It's the yeah. NBA. We know how this works, dudes. When dudes want to leave, and when shit gets bad, they're gone. I mean, listen, you could do all the song and dance, even if it, even if it's fucking a guy like James Harden. Yeah. Even if it's a guy like James Harden, those guys, you know, once it once it's done, it's done. Um, which is really funny. And as Heat fans, we love to fucking enjoy in the misery that is <laughs> the bottomless pit that is the 76ers. I hope the Heat get to play them in the playoffs. And I really hope that they just – they could potentially break up that team. The, I mean, Heat, ha- the Heat have that chance. Isn't the team so broken up already? It's yeah, gonna, I mean, like, the Trey Young <laughs> really break up. <laughs> like, they – I mean, it's just – I mean, the Heat have broken up quite a few teams with big three Celtics. Uh you know, Pacers. The, the Pacers. I think the Pacers is the most like famous example of they just fucking beat the fuck out of them until they just kind of disbanded. The boy band Pacers. The, the boy that. band Pacers. Yo, if anybody who has like a like a Sports Illustrated cover, it just never goes well for you. The Lakers. Now this is gonna be fun. The Nets. Who's gonna stop them? Dwayne and Justice. Oh, <laughs> too soon, too soon. Oh my god, too soon. <laughs> What's that voice? <laughs> that was your voice, pain. Your that voice hurt. cracked too much. That hurt, man. I love that. Just no, remember man. how? Remember, um, it was uh, Clipper season now for Spurs. It was Tim Duncan and Aldridge, and Aldridge was like 32 years old. <laughs> <laughs> the, young, the young buck on the team, <laughs> Aldridge, Aldridge was a bit uh. Was could get the vet minimum. He was eligible for the vet minimum, but he was he was on a, a young a young gun. Cover. Twelve ten years experience contract and shit. Uh, he was an XXL rookie of the year uh, cover. God. Poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. Listen. Um, all right, so let's let's kind of move into uh, yeah. Adam Borai says I'm the evil YouTube. Listen, we're on YouTube now. We, we've opened ourselves to, to true evil, which are the YouTube comments. Um, let's, let's get into the kind of the, what we're here for today, which is going through the heat's big man rotation, which to be honest with you, like, I don't look at guys like PJ Tucker as a big, even though he'll probably play a little small ball. Five. I mean, you have to look at him as a big, yeah, he's gonna... maybe we could start with that. I mean, I, I wasn't going to include him. I, I look at him more as a wing. I mean, like, he's I mean, a, like this is the second big to me, the, the team probably has, you're starting for the team has, yeah, but like, he's more of a wingy for like, I was like, I, I, maybe that could be an interesting place to start. Like I looked at them as, okay, they have Bam, they have Deadman, and they have, uh, they have your, they have your seven. And those are kind of their big men. Right. And I don't really, I see PJ oh, as a yeah. guy who could play the three through five, probably won't play a lot of three, but can. Um, yeah. Brendan Patterson says it's been a long time since we have it. MHB. We've, we've listened, we've been taking it easy. Listen, it's the off season. It's the dog days. We all deserve a little break. We have a couple surprises in the pipeline for you guys. We'll announce them when we're ready, but we're working on, we're working on some stuff. Brass is cooking up some, some fun stuff. Um, but yeah, guys, like, you know, you, so you, so Alf, you're saying you see PJ as a big, 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, the guy has played, started at center for the better part of a season with the Rockets, and they played well with him at center. Uh, we all made fun of the experiment, but the guy, I think he has like a seven foot wingspan. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, he plays so much bigger than his size, where we've had a lot of guys who played under their size uh, recently, or we've just had guys who, grande por gusto. Um, there you go. You like that? That's my Kendall accent. Let's go. Um, Blancote. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had like we've had guys who are big for nothing. This guy, he's six foot five, uh, six foot six on a good day. Seven wingspan. But he's seven foot wingspan. He's strong as an ox. Like he he can guard centers. He can guard power forwards. He can switch out onto a three. Um, he's the kind of guy. Like I said, he's the kind of guy that's going to work. Who I think is. Uh, the kind of willing shooter and defender and and um, physical presence that you need next to Bam. Uh, he's not going to be afraid to go in for a rebound, box out. He's not going to be afraid to pull the trigger on that corner three. Um, he he's he's the right kind of fit next to Bam. And yes, he's a big. He is. He plays like a big. We have to consider him a big. If we considered fucking Precious a big, this motherfucker's a big. All right, so. I mean, he I, he I plays a lot bigger than Precious does. I mean, we wanted KZ at the four. Shit. <laughs> but like for me, like I look at like okay, what's your role in the offense? Like, are you a screener and a diver? Like, are you playing, you know, like more of that center role? Are you are you defending players that are more wing types, like quicker, kind of more dribble drive guys? That's kind of what I look at. But I mean, you make good points. Like I I wouldn't have said that, but like you know, I don't. I'm interested in his function in the offense, uh, Frankie, because. I don't see a SPO team just anymore parking a dude in the corner and be like, well, you wait here. Because even Ariza wasn't doing that, and that's what Ariza did in Houston. His whole career. Man. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what are they going to do if if the, if he's the one guy that, that's parked in the corner and they, they try to hide a, a bad defender on him because he's hiding in the corner? Kyle's going to tell him to come set a screen, so he forced a switch. Jamie's going to do the same thing. That's going to be his role. He's going to hit those timely shots, be on the weak side, looking for the kickouts, hitting the, being a great corner three-point shooter like he's been his whole career. He's going to set good screens and uh, try to get for, for some uh, mismatches there for you. And that's his role on offense. That's it, His role on offense is just to be the fifth option. It's nothing else. You you're, yeah. you sign them to play defense and and rebound and to help your your defense out be legitimate top ten. And uh, so if Bam or uh, is switching out on somebody or getting pulled out on, on a high screen, you have somebody on the weak side that's not 198 pounds in Trevor Ariza. Yeah, you signed him offensively uh, to. Look at that. Look at G. Some Look things up. never change. New, new, Wait new place, YouTube. same shitty webcam. Um, but you sign him to get out the fucking paint and let Bam the Bam and Jimmy and Lowry do their thing. Yeah. And him and Duncan need to sit there and provide space. And uh Frankie's right. He's gonna I, he's gonna set some great screens for Lowry. Um, and you have to respect him from out there. Like, I don't care what his percentage is. Like I've always said, I don't. Jay, I, the reason I love Jay Crowder next to Bam is because Jay Crowder would shoot it and did not give a fuck. Like, P.J. Tucker's going to shoot the ball. Like, it's more important that they get shots up than their percentage, to be honest with you, yep. because Myers Leonard shot a great percentage but was afraid to shoot the damn ball. Um, so it's like you just need a guy, a willing shooter that they can't leave alone, and that's that's what P.J. is going to provide. So, I mean, are we all on that same page? Is P.J. the starting four? Because I've heard a lot of – Markeith, and I don't believe that for a second. 
No way. Because he just doesn't he doesn't have the shooting that he doesn't have the shooting chops to kind of help them and I, he's a willing shooter too, which I like. Um, but he no my my biggest my biggest argument, and I know the Heat are a meritocracy, um, <laughs> even though they're not. Um, but he didn't he didn't leave a championship team to play behind Marquise Morris. Right. Like there's not a chance that he's also have. better than Marquise Morris. Like Yeah, and I thank you. So like let's oh, yeah. not let's not that I think Marquise provides like kind of what you want off the bench and like an energy guy, a physical guy, a guy to kind of play with some of those younger players that you're going to have off the bench. Uh, but I, he's not, I mean, he's not going to be this Jimmy needs space. You're already playing with, with bam and yeah. Jimmy out there. So you, you're going to need the extra shooter. Yeah. Marquise can hit a shot. He's not a shooter. Yeah. So one thing I think is kind of interesting. He'll shoot too. it though. Right, he will shoot that. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so like Jay, Jay was different. Jay and PJ, I think, are functionally similar, except Jay is more of a willing, like, topside shooter. Like, he likes the wing, and up top, mm-hmm. PJ's, like, more of a strict corner guy. So I think that's, like, I think the main difference between them on offense. I also think, like, Jay had a bit more ball skill, and, and he's, like, obviously a bigger. Bit. A bit. A bit. <laughs> like you, whenever he put the ball on the floor, you're like, oh, God, no. I mean, like, Jay was a good finisher and stuff like that. Like, he PJ, was. PJ's going to have, like, some some size issues. I like the potential of kind of the Duncan PJ two man game. So like Miami runs a lot of empty corner sets, right? So they'll vacate like one side of the court and then they'll run all their actions on the other, which provide whoever's rolling on the far side to have really no help come from that side. And it's, it's the offense can get a little cramped, but if you have the right movement and the right shooting, it could be really effective to get guys like Jimmy downhill pretty easy. So with PJ as like that guy in the corner, maybe back screening or whatever, that's something that's a look I like for them. They ran some of that with Ariza last season, um, and and it worked a lot. So that's one of the ways they can grease their offense. PJ was not the best shooter last season, and I think he's had kind of struggles at times. I know his corner numbers are good, but the rest aren't. So that's something to kind of be aware of. I do think that I think on defense he's like fine. Like I don't, he's he's not. He's a playoff guy though. Yeah, he's he's a sixteen game guy. I think. We gotta if he's not great in the regular season, I don't think fans should overreact. Do not, yes, please. Yeah. I don't think that's I don't not gonna expect happen him to be great in the regular season. That's not gonna happen though. Where everyone is going to overreact, but oh, 100%. <laughs> and honestly, I'm gonna overreact on hangover time. Like yeah. I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. I'm gonna be Why are we still PJ. starting this guy? Yeah, we gotta put him on. Where's your seven? He's you know, gonna, I'm gonna miss be so many shots at one point, <laughs> and it's gonna pit everybody. You're that's Alfie right. Dude. All the comments are gonna be your seven. He's gonna be over. Oh my god! He's gonna be over six. I just, I just have to remember Iggy. Like I just have to remember (laughs) how I felt when Iggy would shoot a three and just and woo saw my ass back into fucking reality. He's gonna be over six, but a plus seven for the game for and make like a key stop, and you're gonna be like, God, we won, yes, but at what cost? Omer, you seven, KZ, they're right there. Come on. Marquee, oh more. the clamoring for your seven. Chat like, is already, already started. Listen, chat's popping. Chat, chat loves over a season. Um, it's I, literally the thing I dread the most about this season. Is it? And like yes. I like Omar. I like him. Like he's 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 fun, and it's. I hope he's. I hope he can give him seven eight minutes a game. Anything more than that <laughs> is a total win in my book. And like gravy, baby. In a year, another year, two years down the line, if he's your first big off the bench, wow, that's a really, really good pickup. Great job, development job by the Heat. But, like, these people are like, Omer needs to start. You're seven next to Bam. They'd be unstoppable. Stop it, man. 
Bo's a like, coward if he doesn't start Omer. <laughs> Omer joke. didn't start in the G League, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Can we stop with, you know, uh, Summer League guys going crazy over Summer League performances? Josh Selby dropped 50 points in a Summer League game. Anthony Randolph dropped 50 points in a Summer League game. There's a reason it's Summer League, guys. Kendrick turned up 50 in preseason, and we wanted him, like, yeeted to Mars. Well, he did start. <laughs> yeah, he did start, but we didn't want him here. Like, exactly. Not like he was helping. So, um, I mean, I, I guess we can we can kind of pivot to unless you guys had anything else on on PJ that you wanted to say. No, I think, uh, yeah, I think the what I like about PJ the most is just that he is the guy that when you when the guy that we've been clamoring to start next to Bam, PJ is almost that prototype. Prototype, right? Yep. He's a Jay Crowder mold. He's a bigger. He's a heavier Ariza, like who can you know stand up to some of some other fours in the league where Ariza, like I liked Ariza. I thought he brought a lot of good things to the heat, but man, the heat were just small and soft. Yeah. Like it was just, there was, it was too cute with Ariza out there to be honest with you. Like you can't have, you know, Ariza looking like Gator from Dave. Uh, <laughs> you have Kendrick Dunn and, and Tyler Hero and Gordon. You have all these guys who just can't guard. Yeah, and then you have a a, a a little guy like Trevor Ariza trying to go up against Cat and stuff like it was just bad. Um, yeah, I like, think I, I think PJ was PJ was a huge surprise, and he's just a really good fit. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, man. No, no. Um, the the thing about Ariza is that we he was best guarding like ones two through three, and we had him play in the four, and then Jay I mean, was he is a four. Yeah, he but but the, yeah, now now he is. But he was that was his talent. He was great against Dame. Anytime we put him on a small guard, he was really good and he was disruptive because he got to use his length. He's he's not great Switchy. foot speed, but he's he's got good enough reaction time and anticipation that he was great to move his feet. The thing about Jay was Jay was good at guarding threes and fours because that's his specialty. Is he wasn't that fast. Anytime he was on a guard, the guard would blow by him. Oh, I still God. I was at that Trey Young 50 point game in in Atlanta. That, that he just destroyed uh, Jay. But here's the thing about PJ. PJ That's the most mad Alf has ever been at me watching basketball. <laughs> Alf left that sports grill pissed. I was, Why was I mad? Because I was like being like, Will, actually, you know, when you switch like this, it's not very good. And you're like, oh. the motherfucker was hitting pull-ups. You were so mad at me. That, <laughs> I was, was, at a, that was at a watch party. I was really drunk. And then you that said, this funny. is why I hate you during heat games, or I hate this chat <laughs> yeah. during heat games. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> and was then you, you left, and we were still arguing at our DMs. That's oh, yeah, that's true. You were I, so pissed. That's probably hilarious. driving, which is not a good idea. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, parking lot, but PJ, anyways, PJ is legitimately good at guarding two through five. Like he can, like Alf said, he spent more than half a season guarding fives and helping the the Rockets turn their season around. He guarded Tyler Hero last season, Frankie. Yeah, he guarded Devin Booker in the finals, and he he disrupted Devin Booker in the finals. They could put, they got to put Drew on on CP3 and fucked up the Suns, and then him holding his own against Devin Booker was it was the the turning table. <laughs> the you know, turning table, turning table, the turntables. how the tables turn. As someone, um, as someone who's never seen The Office, when you guys make those references, I thought that like you guys didn't know how to grammar or know the expression. How to grammar. How to, <laughs> how grammar. to grammar. How to grammar. Uh, you grammar. of all people talking about grammar. Yeah, please. Grammar's not a democracy. It's a meritocracy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So let, let's let's kind of pivot from from um from PJ 
to uh yeah tiff how the turns of the table uh, so let's uh everyone's favorite uh the sensation uh yurt seven and uh i saw somebody in chat earlier ask uh do you see geo gino asked do you see yurt seven getting minutes this season oh yeah covid I mean, yeah, we're still in a COVID season, guys. Like, this is not, you know, vaccinated people can get sick. And not that they get very sick, but, you know, enough that they shouldn't be out there infecting other people. So, you know, I I, I think that, you know, we'll, we'll, there'll be ample time for him. You know, Bam's knee, you know, that's not uh, also that we're old fixed. Yeah, we're old. Yeah, PJ is- Tucker's old. Markeith uh, is old. Markeith is old. He's not Dead. as old. PJ Tucker, super. De- Deadman just looks old. Yeah, Deadman looks old. <laughs> Deadman's a young buck on the team. Is Deadman younger than Markeith? De- I think so. Deadman's right, younger yeah. than Jimmy by like a month. Yeah, Deadman is not as old. Deadman remember- is younger than Markeith Morris. Yeah. No way. I remember Deadman just when, looks remember like he when, played in the ABA. You remember when he was uh like about to fight uh, Dwight Howard the same game UD got kicked out of? Yeah. And it really looked like Dwight ha- – I mean, Deadman was talking to a young man like, hey, young okay. man. And like Dwight Howard, like four years older than Dead, <laughs> um, which is just funny. Um, when it comes to your your seven, is he going to get minutes this year? He's going to get minutes for the same reason Gabe Vincent was on a promo <laughs> um, last year on a, on a Miami Heat tweet. It's because they're going to key player. Because we're we're talking about the beginning of the season. First of all, they're down a roster spot. Then you have Udonis Haslam, and then you have. Um, Victor Oladipo taking a spot. So you're already down three roster spots, right? And they're just going to need bodies. Like Gabe Vincent is going to be your first guard, uh, point guard off the bench. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want to call Tyler Hero a point guard because he's not, um, Gabe Vincent's your first point guard off the bench. He's Tyler, He's Kyle Lowry's backup. Um, now, I would assume that they're going to spend most of the game with Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry on the floor at all times. I pray to God they do. But there's going to be games that Jimmy misses. Surprise, surprise, Jimmy misses games, right? So because of these reasons, like, you're going to get games where uh, P.J. Tucker can't go. Uh, you know, some you know down four roster spots. Someone says KZ is a wasted roster spot. Yes, and KZ is going to get some burn, um, which is Yikes. sad. Um, but because of the way their roster construction, yeah, your seven's going to get minutes. But it's not going to be because Yurt Seven's lighting the league on fire. Like, people need to slow down on him. And if the whole roster is healthy, there's no there's no minutes for Yurt Seven because he's not playing over Markeith or Deadman. And you don't go five bigs deep. Listen, Absolutely unless not. that dude can defend competently and shoots 40%, like, he could beat Markeith for minutes, right? Like, he – there's a – there's you know, a universe. Is, Markeith is playing a lot with Bam. It, there's a world where if you're at seven, because you're at seven is a good post-up player. I, I, if anything I, against summer is, league guys, no, I don't has, know about well, that. Remember, like we have to look at Miami's offense and how, like you know, if they run a Duncan you're at seven handoff, that's probably going to get switched, and they're going to dare him to beat him, and he'll have favorable matchups and stuff like that. And so I, I could see a world again. I could see a world. Where he can get some of those Markeith minutes, or maybe the Deadman minutes, depending on how good he is. So the high end of him is like backup center play with Bam at times. Uh, the low end is just like spot minutes when foul trouble or guys are injured. I, I kind of think that that's the role. Like, and it's a huge, it's a huge gulf, partly because you know their backups aren't like particularly like world beaters, right? Like, you know, Deadman's nice, 
Markeith is nice. If one of them, you know, goes out for the season or something, or they get traded, is it like, are you going to be heartbroken? You're going to be like, well, there, there goes, there goes the title. <laughs> no, no. Right. There's, so, uh, there's just hangover time bits that uh, kind of yeah. rely on one of those guys. Listen, if we lose Deadman, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of material gone off of hangover yeah. time. And I was like, if, if this, if this season's like last season, we need all the material we can get. Listen, when Deadman got re-signed, I was like, thank God we don't have to change the emotes. I was like, that <laughs> costs money, man. We literally put an emote on a role player. We did. We did. And people love it. It's probably like one of the most used ones. That one in the Camby. Two non-heat <laughs> One non-heat player and a role player. Um, but when it comes to debt, I mean, okay, we, we know your se- we know what your seven is. Is I mean, is Deadman firmly in that first big off the bench role, or do you think it's Markeith? I think it they'll kind of play it out in preseason, but if I had my pick, I, I'd probably pick Deadman. I just think his synergy with Jimmy's like too good. Yeah, I think him and, and I think I think he he'll play well with uh Kyle. Oh, for sure. Like just just a smart just a smart patient player who mm-hmm. I mean he he loves to rim run. Like I was going through Deadman's garages for a not a, rim run, like rim rim stroll. Rim, rim, uh, rim, rim gander, uh, rim gander. I was about to say. <laughs> There's a rim waddle, um, Thinking gander, yeah. He, uh, the <laughs> uh, but he, I mean, him and Kyle, like, I, I, I'm excited to see that, like, just against second units, you know, Jimmy, uh, Bam, PJ go sit down, and it's like Kyle, Tyler Hero. Deadman, like I, I just, I just think it's going to be fun. Like I just, I could just see Deadman just going off in those minutes, just playing off of Kyle Lowry, just two really, really smart players, uh, just getting it done on the offensive end. Like I don't think they're going to be world beaters, but I just think it's going to be fun to watch. So I, I want to give you, Frankie. I'm going to read you a stat. Go for it. When Dwayne Deadman was on the court, I mean, we all know the net rating plus 17 net rating. Which Monster. Is- bonkers right like we know all the the numbers let's look at opponents three point percentage when deadman's on opponents are shooting 32.7 percent i'm gonna let's say 33 percent you know when he's off so basically most of the season opponents shot about 37 percent. so that's like a five percent drop that's not insignificant and part of that is you know okay you're playing against bench players i think the other part of that is he's a drop big so guys can stay home on shooters and I think at times Miami's corner shooting, like what they allowed from the corners was a little too much and guys would kind of leak out of rotations or whatever. So I just think having like a reliable, sturdy drop big is huge. Yeah. It's a big reason why I don't want them to switch all game long when they have Kyle and Bam and PJ. And like, I know, I know they're going to switch a lot. I don't think they should do it during the regular season all year uh, and, and rely on that. They got to build the, those habits as a unit uh, because a guy like Deadman, you know, he, you're not expecting him to switch and you're, you're not trying to ask him to do too much defensively and everyone's got to defend. Everyone's got to do their job. You're not helping one pass away all fucking game. Anytime somebody gets beat off the dribble and, and setting guys up for the easiest looks that they'll ever see all season. That, that was a huge problem this season. That's why I didn't believe that they were a legitimate top 10 defense because they kept, the, the shot profile they were giving up all season to the fucking Magic wasn't going to be a good shot against the Bucks, Which is funny because the Bucks, you know, I think a couple – the, the three-point shooting of the Bucks was more like 
some of that was not was just heat check shit. I don't even think that was their defense leaking. That was just like those dudes. But they were allowing that all year long, and they kept allowing that against the Bucks. And like they were just stop it. I think the rebounding was more of an issue because I'm not even talking about just in the playoffs. The whole whole regular season they were allowing that shit against the Bucks. Yeah, like the Bucks were just going bonkers from three because they just had the heat figured out, and it was like I don't know, like. I don't know if it was a Spo not being able to adjust thing or a just Spo not. Ha- I think it was Spo not having the personnel and them yeah. not having the legs to adjust. Like he was what? running Trevor Ariza out there as his starting four <laughs> in a playoff series. Like let's think about how fucking ridiculous that is. Do you remember Trevor the big Ariza- move in that play? You remember the big adjustment that series? What was starting Goron? No, it was moving Ariza off of Giannis because he just could not defend Giannis. Oh, Giannis yeah, just... come on. That was a massacre. The and like of Goran Dragic, too. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, where, where, you know, is Trevor even going to get minutes on the Lakers this year? Yeah. I forgot he's on the Lakers. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> you know, he was, listen, I feel like we're being unfair because I think Trevor. No, was I don't think, I no, think it wasn't Tre- his fault. Trevor was fine. Trevor was a miscast, like, yeah. as a starting four. Like, it just wasn't. As a starting four next to a big, like, bam, it just was never going to work. I bet you in closing lineups for the Lakers, people would rather have Ariza over Carmelo. Oh, God. That... <laughs> we got to break down that, that Lakers that Lakers fucking roster. Like, honestly, in 2012, like, I mean, monster. LeBron, Westbrook, Carmelo, like Anthony, 2012, Anthony Davis, man. Rajon Rondo. Like they keep talking about all the all star appearances and all NBA. That's because they're old as shit. Yeah, that was funny. It's like, <laughs> like I could put the fucking, I could put a team of of Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, and James Worthy together. We'd have a bunch of all NBA, but the motherfuckers old as shit. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Like the reason they have all these accolades is because they've been in the NBA since the fucking eighties. Like they're all ring chasing now. Yeah, it's oh, I I don't. I don't know, man. Like maybe they have some of that 2000, 2006 heat to them, but <laughs> Tiff says, <laughs> "How much help does Wayne does Ellington we... need?" Uh, that's another. One. If he was still in the heat, him and Deadman would be running the grill. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I was... Wayne, Wayne's got a young face. No, nah, wait, wait, Wayne is not, Wayne has an uncle face. Does he? Nah. Yeah, young uncle, young uncle. Now nah, Wayne's like that cousin. Wayne's Wayne... a cool uncle. I think yeah, Wayne's in, a cool, cool uncle. intellectual uncle. Yeah, like he's just like he's read he's, books. He's the one who <laughs> has money. He has, he's he's an uncle that has money because he never had kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's out there being a. Slug. And everyone's like, "Oh, what does he do?" He's like, "He he works at TSA." <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's balling because he's he just doesn't have any fucking mouths to feed. <laughs> he lives in an efficiency on the in Miami Beach. No kitchen. Just Wayne like working at TSA works, right? Like wow. that works. Like you can see Wayne Ellington at, in the TSA uniform oh, for sure. For sure. You know, just like and just bullshitting with with a, with another TSA agent. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. why the fucking line so long? And he's like, look at this smooth motherfucker trying to talk to other TSA agents, trying to get them out they out they work uniforms. <laughs> motherfucking Wayne Ellington. King, come on, come on, Wayne. <laughs> Please. Trying to get through this fucking line. Got to take my shoes off and shit. (laughs) Come on, Wayne. Like, I could totally put, you know, when they have to open, like, the second, uh, like, metal detector, because the the one where you put your hands up is going too slow. Totally see Wayne, like, opening the (laughs) tape and then, like, going, like, come on, come through, come through. (laughs) 
Wayne, <laughs> Lakers jersey patch should be heart monitors. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne's the one that looks in your pocket like, oh no, nah, man, that's just your keys, man. Go ahead, on man. <laughs> he don't even want, he don't even wave the wand. He's just like, oh. Like, no, oh, you know, no, you know, I can vividly see doing this, like probably in a couple of years, because their their careers going down south. Is Hassan? Hassan just strikes me as that guy who's whose homeboy hooked him up with the too job. much responsibility <laughs> at TSA. No, he, he'll have the job for two days. No, he's he's got, but I can no, see no. him doing it. Hassan is not in the TSA line. Hassan drives the cart <laughs> for the old people. <laughs> like, that's not, he just drives the cart, like, and he just passes old people just chilling, like. J- Taking other employees to Chick Fil A. He does donuts. In the, <laughs> He's the in one the who makes friends with the, the ladies at Wendy's day one, so yeah. they can hook him up with burgers and stuff. And he, he just by. he's just driving other employees to other part of the airport parts of the airport. Like fuck the old people, fuck the yeah. handicapped. Backroom he's king. Just, Backroom king. He's just like, <laughs> oh, the chef at Chili's needed a ride. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Gladys needed a lift. <laughs> yeah, Miss. Hey, come on, Miss Gladys. Um, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Sorry, what big right? Big. He's he's gonna he's gonna inevitably be a Laker one day, Hassan. Oh, for sure. Does he have a team right now? He's on Utah, bro. Oh, that's right. He's yeah, backing up Gobert, which is so fucking funny. Blancote. Talk Under- about swallowing your pride. Was it worse for him to swallow his pride or Drummond? Drummond. No, it had to be Drummond. No, that's like no. that's. Ah. No, that was bad. I don't know. That was bad. They, they were, were pretty. They're both. They pretty were bad. both pretty bad. They were both getting shit talked on Twitter by the, by the other team. Ben says Duncan Duncan Robinson is a flight attendant. <laughs> uh, Duncan could be. Duncan's a pilot. Duncan is definitely a pilot, right? Duncan's a pilot. Or I don't know. I could totally see him as a flight attendant. But he's not the main pilot. He's the co-pilot. Yeah, he's got to be the co-pilot. He's because he's a little too chill. But listen, in an emergency situation. I can see him putting a hat on and going to work. <laughs> I can see Tyler being the one that's loading the bags, you know, out. Oh, for the, sure. Out on the tarmac. He's got the hoodie on with the, yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah, vest. Yeah. Yep. He's oh, driving yeah. that the, the stairs, uh, the stairs car. <laughs> yes. He's but Tyler's definitely the guy that forgot to detach the the some, the fuel tank to the, yeah. the plane that's and the plane's driving away with it. That's why you're delayed to the Tyler. Tyler knows the best spots to smoke. He's like that. Oh, oh yeah, Tyler. Is he knows where all the cameras all. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows where the cameras are. He's like, yo, I, I know we can go for a second, you know. Him and Kendrick for sure. They're they're hanging out together. Oh uh, yeah, no, Kendrick. Kendrick for sure works in baggage. Yeah, Kendrick's in baggage. Yeah, Kendrick. Kendrick's working baggage. I feel like that's racist, but I don't care. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't even know the rules. I don't even know how we got to this game. So the Miami Heat movie, Miami Heat Airport. <laughs> Miami Heat Airport. Fuck, it makes me so off brand from Hangover Time. We've strayed far from the light. I'm sorry, I can't. What do? What do? I'm. All, what do they say? I'm off the rails. Seven. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, yeah, the I forgot. Okay, let's kind of steer back. You know, Hassan's driving the little cart back. Um, you know, kind of close out Deadman. I mean, his minutes with Jimmy super fucking productive. We all know that. Together in 103 minutes, plus 29 net rating, 131 offensive rating, 102 defensive rating. Uh, their field goal percentage on twos was 59, percent which tells me the shot quality is absolutely incredible. That means that they're getting to the rim. It's not that they're just shooting open shots well. Is that they're getting shots at the rim? Well, the field goal that high, you know, <laughs> like you know, Jimmy without Deadman, you know, the 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 Heat are shooting about fifty four percent. So again, like a five percent difference in in shot quality, and a lot of that is 
very Jimmy intense minutes, right? A lot of pick and roll, burrowing in, getting to the rim. Deadman, great screener. So I have to kind of all this, all this to come back is I do think Deadman's the first big off the bench until somebody earns it. Otherwise, I think that he's for sure the guy. I think Spo trusts him when Bam isn't on the floor. Um, because you were talking about how they do they play drop when Deadman's out there. When in the summer league, they play they were like at the end of a game, right? You was you started to see your seven switch um on the pick and roll, but before that they were playing drop with your seven. And he was he was doing a decent job at rim protection. Now I don't know if that speed is, you know, if Trey Young is coming at you, <laughs> I don't know if that big lumbering fucking uh Turkish arm is gonna swat Trey Young. But in summer league, this shit worked out, right? Ten um, fouls per game, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but so your seven could actually do a little bit of what Deadman did uh as far as defensively. He's I don't think he moves his feet as well as Deadman, even with the gout. Um <laughs> but he like your I mean Deadman moves his feet pretty well. Like I what I when I watch a lot of I I've been watching a lot of Deadman plays, and it's just <laughs> <laughs> like you like it, it's just he's smart and like he just does he, he just does all the little things and I that's why I think Spo trusts him you know like last season it was when 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 Bam sat down it was precious and listen love precious to death but that I the basketball IQ dropped off a cliff right like precious was just all energy young players and, young players yeah just I just just trying to do too much sometimes. Just long limbs and energy, right? Was he him and was he in the right place? No, but he he looked like he was trying. Deadman ain't wasting all that energy. <laughs> that every move from Deadman is deliberate. So like I think Spoke, <laughs> energy efficient. Yeah, I spoke Deadman's trying to conserve his energy. Like the LED lights of big. He's got, he's got fifteen minutes a night, and he's gonna make sure he gets exactly fifteen minutes. A fifteen night. minutes and them. six fouls, baby. Yep. Let's do it. Yeah, but I, I, I think Spo trusts a guy like that. I really do. Yeah, like like I said, your seven kit has to show uh, growth in that area defensively, moving his feet, because you know it's a big difference guarding Tyrese Maxey and Trey Young and Chris Paul and all these guys who are a lot craftier and a lot and and know how to get uh, to the line, get to the, get uh, around the big guy who doesn't know what he's doing defensively. Um, it's going to take time. You know, he's got great coaches and great teachers. He's got U- UD getting the highest paid assistant coach in the league. And uh, he's he's got a ton of experience on the bench that, he, that he, it's going to help him. If he fails in Miami, it's not because uh, uh, the Miami did something wrong with him. That This is it's a great because- situation for him. Uh, I, um, like what, I like what Anthony said here in chat. He says, Jimmy with the stretch bridge creates problems. Your minutes might be more married to Jimmy than Bam. I I don't disagree with that. I just think that you know Jimmy with a rim roller is also really fucking good, and as we saw with Deadman last year, that really works. And you know they'll they'll figure their way around that. Um, you know. Yeah, I and <laughs> someone said Brendan Peterson says Deadman's so efficient. You know he's a master couponer. Yes, you know Deadman's clipping coupons. Do black people use coupons off? Like, is that like I feel like that's an old white lady thing. I don't know. I've never used a coupon in my life. I, I just so feel I like know. that's older. I feel, I feel like Deadman goes for like the the half off bread all the time. Like he know <laughs> he knows it's it's Wednesday. I'm getting the the last the Thursday bread from last week. <laughs> I, I, Are you saying Deadman's 
They've been scoping out their bread delivery truck. And- <laughs> he knows he knows exactly when each bread bread uh, loaf of bread is ready is about bread to bread. expire. He's like, this I got a. This is good this for extra. Never ain't no damn fool. I'll tell you that much. But <laughs> Anthony's comment, like, and I, I like thank you, Anthony, for tuning in. But these are the comments that kind of scare me about Heat fans. Like Anthony is right. Like a stretch big with Jimmy is it, it's. I mean, it's really it is effective because it creates lanes for Jimmy. Um, but a, a stretch big that can set a good uh, screen. But uh, yeah, a good a good stretch big next to Jimmy creates problems. I just don't want people like thinking that Yurt is going to get any like he's not going to get a lot of burn. Like let's just understand that right now. And, and also, calling him disapp- sh- yeah, go ahead. Sorry, don't get disappointed when like let's not start the fire spo chance yeah. <laughs> when when Yurt doesn't play. Like it's just. You know what's coming. He's not that guy, pal. All right? Like, he's just not that guy yet. He can, Maybe he can be. I just... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I just like hit the brakes a little bit. And I know I'm tilting at windmills right now. Like there's no way. Like the fans are gonna, it's gonna be your season. It's gonna people are gonna go crazy. But go ahead, Frank, because you're gonna make a point about stretch bigs that I think is pretty apropos. Oh, I was just making a point about him specifically. Yeah. Calling him a stretch big is a little bit of a stretch itself. He hit 26 threes in his whole college career. Yeah, like, like he hit them two threes in a summer league game, and motherfuckers like, look at look at uh, the, new, the next Dirk. Omer, you know? <laughs> they were calling him Omer Nowitzki. <laughs> yeah, like, like Dirk Nowitzki, like, chill. Like, I, listen, I want him to be good. Like, I'm rooting for him, but I am so <laughs> afraid of what, like, the Heat fans are, what the... What we do all the time is Heat fans, and I'm a, I'm 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 one of them, right? <laughs> we build up this guy that we never see. Casey, 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 perfect example. He is the answer to all of our problems. Spo is an idiot for not playing them. Spo plays him. That motherfucker is trash. He is the worst. <laughs> he should never play again. Like wait, like let's just let's just chill. Like 
Year seven is a project. He is a project. And hopefully, hopefully, if by the end of the season he's averaging 12 minutes, like that is huge, right? Yeah. Huge. That's he will end. not That's he will end. not see a playoff minute. Like, I was, well, unless Mr. Deadman, like his legs fall off, Markeith Morris's shoulder falls off, and Bam has, you know, uh, the worst breakthrough case of COVID ever. Like, <laughs> your seven is not seeing a single playoff minute unless it's a blowout. Alf, guess how much, how many threes Omer hit in uh, the G League? 70. Eight. 60. <laughs> he's, not a, he's a stretch big. Somebody in the comments earlier, like I'm not trying to call out the commenters because thank you for watching. But somebody, two guys were arguing, which is YouTube is such a different animal. <laughs> these motherfuckers over here in the chat cussing each other out. Twitch is just this happy community with fucking. <laughs> we all know, love to be here. Yeah, like hey, whatever, it's guys, just vibes. It's vibes. It's vibes. Like the, the fucking YouTube chat, they're going to war. And one guy was like, uh, Yurt's ceiling is Myers Leonard. And another guy was like, oh, Myers can never shoot like Yurt. What? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Another Myers dude was, was like, Myers scored 30 in a playoff game. And I was like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> but Myers was like a 40% three-point shooter. Like, can we stop, please? Like, Myers Leonard was a good three-point shooter. He just didn't shoot enough. <laughs> but, like, like I, I, I hope Yurt... We don't have the emails. That's why. Like, so that's <laughs> why I was like, so angry in the chat. It's like giving people a toy. It's that's like when funny. you give like kids an iPad so that they don't like misbehave at dinner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like it's that's but that's what I'm saying. Like people are doing this. Like he's a much better shooter than Myers Leonard. Like Myers Leonard was like top something in the league in like three point percentage one year. Like stop. Like calm down, please, because you're going to ruin your. And Yurt is a fun story, and you are you guys are like Lenny from Mice and Men, right? You yeah. have something nice, and you pet it until you break its fucking neck. <laughs> You're going to kill Yurt. <laughs> For the rabbits. 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 Okay, so let, let's pivot to um, let's pivot to Markeith Morris real quick. I don't know shit about Markeith Morris. I just know he's <laughs> – I'm going to be honest with you because I'm going to bullshit for the rest of this segment about Markeith. I'm going to let you guys know I don't know anything about him except that he was pretty good against the Heat, and uh, he's he the less. <laughs> he's the oh, okay. So player. here we go, yeah, and he's the like... less. He's the lesser of the uh, uh, Morris brothers. He was the reason why they were they, why they won a few games. He was just so bad that you know, especially when he came in the game. Funny, he could he just had no answer for Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly was fucking torching my guy, and uh, and Jimmy too. I mean, Jimmy and Kelly two man game was really good that that series. Uh, <laughs> Brendan Patterson with the real, uh, real. You got to see it to understand it. Joke. I'm not gonna say it for the pie audience, but that's funny. I um, did, I want you guys to know something. Uh, because we had a, a a meeting for um Hangover Time the other night, and I was really drunk during this meeting, so I was like just looking up things on YouTube, clipping them, and throwing them in the um in the chat, uh, in on the screen just to make people laugh. And I was the only one laughing, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but so I opened up my browser to go to ESPN.com to look at Markeith Morris's numbers, and I get I get an ad for a red and black metal trash can. <laughs> <laughs> I kept putting that picture up talking about Mo Harkless. <laughs> oh my god! Shout out to Mo. 
I wish we would have. No shout out, out to Mo. Take that back. You take, take that back. That. No shout out to Mo. Fuck that guy. No <laughs> shout out to Mo. All right. So I mean, I don't really have a ton to say on on Markeith because I, I just I think he's to me the the third big. I don't think he torched us in the finals. I mean, we thought it was pretty bad on defense. And yo, okay, KCP. If I remember correctly, KCB turned into Steph Curry in the finals, right? I said that on Twitter, and I got lit up by Lakers fans who were pointed out, like, matter-of-factly, like, he shot, like, 29% from three in the finals. And he was only good the last two games. Yeah. I, I, bro, it wasn't even that good the last two games. Like, I remember him he not missing – I don't remember him ever missing a three. Yeah, he shot 30% from three in the finals. Markeith shot 40%. From three. Oh, see, yeah. there you go. There you go. It was I mean, Markeith. Well, Markeith is just historically like not a great shooter. Uh, KCP was better than Brown. Uh, KCP, um, Markeith, not a great shooter. I just think he's the third big if, if it were up to me. I just don't think he'll synergize as well with, with Jimmy and stuff as Deadman. I like Deadman because he kind of plays a role. Deadman really helps the rebounding. It's not something we talked about in his segment, but you know, Miami's rebounding. I mean, Kyle's going to improve that a ton. I, I think that you're going to see the rebounding really stabilize. You know, with Kyle, uh, but Deadman helps them on that end a ton. I just, I just think Deadman's a natural backup. I think Markeith is for sure going to play, and they'll play some Bam and him together, and they'll play him at backup center, and they'll play him and PJ together. You're going to see a lot of early kind of rotations in the in the early part of the season, kind of Spo figuring out what he wants to do with the big rotations. I just think when push comes to shove and they got to win games, he's just the third guy, and and maybe they'll put him in for some toughness, but. Like he's to me just not as good as as Deadman and, and obviously Bam. And or PJ. Or PJ. Yeah. I mean, oh, P- PJ's a given. I mean, PJ and Bam are the two that you're just like, these dudes are for sure gonna play. And yeah. then, you know, then you get to well, Deadman and and um I think I think Marquise will get plenty of minutes. Yeah, and the regular uh, because you just don't want to overplay you don't want to overplay PJ. And he's a good player. He's a good he's player. He's a good player. And like this is just in before we go saying, okay, Mar- oh, Marquise's not that good, just think about where we were at last year. Like, it's Marquise or Precious or KZ or Iggy. Like, honestly, I'd well, rather we're talking have- about who the fuck is the starter. At least we're arguing about who's like the seventh man. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you have, and this is like, <laughs> you, we used to just have too many guards that couldn't guard anybody, but we had a ton of guards, right? And we just had no big man rotation. Now you're looking at it like, okay, like the big man rotation is set where a guy like your seven who people are excited about probably won't see the floor, uh, barring injuries, right? So I think it's just a good problem to have right now that you have a guy. It, like Trevor Ariza would have been perfect as a backup to Jay Crowder, right? Like that would have been a nice platoon. Solid. At the power forward position. So now yeah. you have P.J. Tucker and Markeith Morris. Like, you're getting a little bit of that feel. Because, remember, because it was Jay Crowder and Iggy. And Iggy was, you know, he, they had that layoff because of COVID. And he was pretty spry in the in the bubble. He, but he still had his moments where, like, damn, this motherfucker's old. So now you have, a, a like, a nice platoon at the four with P.J. Tucker and Markeith Morris, guys who kind of whose who's skill sets overlap a little bit. So you don't lose that much when PJ sits and Marquise comes in, right? So I, I think it's a like, like it's we're, the Heat are in a good place in that position right now. Where you're just a, a scared shitless is the guards. The problem is Alf. It's like there are two guys off the bench at the four and the five. If you want to play Marquise at the four, 
you know, both Deadman and him are, are like really non-shooters. So I don't think you'd play them a lot together. So that kind of becomes the issue. I I think you're you're discounting Markeith's uh ability and willingness to shoot. Like he will Yeah. He's going to shoot when he's out there. No, like, what's your alternative? No, they don't really have one. I, that's why, like I've said a bunch of times, like I think they're like a guy short. And I think that like a guy who can play the four off the bench or start is kind of where you where you are. Like I don't I see, I think I I, I I disagree with you so much there. Like four the four and five position to me is not a problem. Right now, the right. you know, it's the it's after you when, once you go to the bench and Tyler Hero is your only, you know, NBA level player, yeah. uh, you know, at the one, two or three position, that's where the shit gets scary to me. And which is why, you know, this is a second round team. The ceiling on this team is a second round team unless Victor Oladipo comes back yep. at anywhere near old Victor Oladipo. That oh, turns if, him into an yeah. Eastern Conference Finals finals team. Oh, yeah. that's a, that. I mean, if Vic comes back, like, I'm not even saying he has to be like all NBA, like, you know, some comparable all-star kind of level, which we know he can get to. But yeah, to me, the, the four and five, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I'm just worried I, about the, the spacing. But I mean, again, it's like, it's nip. I, I'm nitpicking. I really like the roster. I think they're really good. I'm just like kind of looking. Oh, I don't love there. the, I don't love the roster at, at, on the bench at the one, two and three position. Like, no. I agree. I think, you know, Gabe they're, will kind of get you through. And we talked about that on the guards pod. Gabe will eat some minutes ugh. And stuff, but you know they they need to, a better solution. That Man, there are two week stretch of Kyle Lowry being injured. Like that's going to be the difference between a three seed and a seven seed. Like I'm if, not even if if Jimmy and Kyle miss at the same time, they are really fucked. I'm not doing hangover time. Well, that's why I've been kind of saying like if they had another wing because like a backup point guard if both of those guys are out like really doesn't fix. I mean, I guess Bam plus backup point guard. Like if they have like a really competent wing. That can kind of score the ball, right? Something like you know Gallinari, or let I me mean, obviously they can't get Gallo, but like a you player like that. But that's that's way above their pay grade. But oh, like, yeah, you ain't getting that guy. They're they're yeah, they're, they're they needed somebody who could get could five minutes, get a couple buckets, and create a little bit off the bench. They need one of these guys to pop at me. If the Garrett kid is good, or whoever they they get, you know, like was, the problem with Garrett, I think he's a really, he's a great defender. He can finish around the rim, but he ain't getting around the rim in the NBA. That's no, that's my thing. Like in in summer league, I mean him and Jerome, Like I, that's why I wasn't that big. I wasn't like, oh no, we lost Deaky. Like I didn't really care because <laughs> like <laughs> his skill set. He wasn't getting to the rim in the NBA. Get the fuck no. out of here. No. Like those guys were amazing around the rim in summer league, but they're not getting anywhere near it. They're not getting any. They're not beating anybody off the dribble in the NBA. And if they get there, they're not scoring over any NBA big. Like they're just not. So. Those guys need to be able to shoot, and neither of them can shoot. Like Deaky's shot was terrible. Garrett's shot is like Garrett is gonna be. Garrett is like uh, it's like what we always wanted from Briante Weber. Just this guy come in, disrupt the shit out of you know, uh, eight minutes a game. Spark. Just yeah, just spark him. Uh, yeah. He can get some steals, leak out with some fast break points. Yeah. But man, in a half court, like I hope I'm wrong, but if Garrett ain't gonna be able to do shit in the half court. Yeah. You want you want those guys to like piss off the other guy, yeah, yeah. That's all you want. Like, you like want get, Kyrie, get get a, a double tech with Kyrie. Go do your job. Mm-hmm. Something like yeah. that. So, uh, I mean, but but back to Markeith real quick. Um, I think I think the the value in Markeith. Um, I, I disagree with a little bit with the overlap of him and PJ because 
PJ, we know PJ's value is defensively. I think Marquise's value is more offensively as a kind of a wild card. Because if Marquise can't, it, like, like I said, off the bench, we got Tyler and guys who are in a role. Marquise can kind of be like a, a volume guy who can get you some buckets. If Marquise gives you 20 points, a 20 point game, you're like, oh, oh shit. Okay. Good you're job. not super surprised. Exactly. You're not super. If Deadman gives you 20 points, you're like, hell yeah, Deadman. Where'd that oh, come listen, from? Oh, listen, listen. We're doing a special edition of Hangover Time, two exactly. hours. Exactly. But Marquise can get you 20, uh, a 20 point game. That's the thing. He's, he's not going to give you a lot of them, but he can do it. And that's what you kind of need from that kind of role uh, where he could score in a couple of various ways pick and pop, pick and roll. Uh, he can post up a little bit. We, uh, I remember when he was in Washington, he gave Justice Fitz. And yeah, he can post up a smaller guy. And that's, you know, the chat loves talking about your seven posting up a guy. Well, we got a guy who's done it at the NBA level. Like, I, and I know I'm in the minority on this, but that's why I would have taken a flyer on a guy like uh, Isaiah Thomas. Like, as far as when we're talking about guards, like that is a, listen, gee, there's nobody. Like, it's Isaiah Thomas or Gabe, Gabe Vincent. I'd rather have Gabe. You're, you're, you're out of your fucking I'd rather have Gabe. Like it went in to get you through a regular season when you need when you need points. I'd rather see if Isaiah Thomas can give you something. And I say maybe I would rather have Gabe, but like I wouldn't say no to an Isaiah Thomas type. Right. Um, like some like somebody like somebody who can go get you some. I'd rather points. I'd rather roll the dice on a young guard. This is Ooh. where I would have want I wanted them to get Monk Monk so bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well. He signed off to be the 14th shooting guard on the the fucking Lakers. But we all real, but we all found out all these guys that we thought would come here for some minimum, like they, nobody. They all they all got paid three, four, five million more than the Heat could offer. Yep. Like everyone was talking about Danny Green coming here for the fucking minimum. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, no I mean even, they had like, a little bit of money what, left um, over. But uh, what's this guy's name? Fuck, uh, dude for uh, uh, stripper club wings. Lou, Lou Will. Lou Will. I'd rather have Lou Will than Isaiah. I Thomas. wish we could have, but he oh, got like yeah. $5 million. He got like $5 million. I wanted Miami him. could have offered something like that. They, they had a little bit of leftover money. And they should have. Fucking Mickey, you fucked us again. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Andy for being uh, the seller cap god. All right, real quick, because we have one more guy to get to who's arguably the most important, but I think, honestly, the least we have to say for it. Uh, we have Bam Adebayo, their young superstar, locked up. First year of that Bam, big deal. That. Uh, kicks Is in. Bam a big? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Rehashing hangover time. Um. Yeah, guys, I mean, there's not a lot to say that we haven't said all throughout the year. You know, we know what he, we want out of him to be a little bit more aggressive, look for a shot a little more. Um, I think on defense, you know, kind of switch a little less. I think Kyle just naturally helps them do that. It's going to be interesting to see how much drop they play as uh, Frankie just fucking goes to town on that apple. Um, got to eat, man. <laughs> you forgot your Friday on video? <laughs> no, I'm muted, bro. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, Alf, I don't know if there's anything really more to say about Bam. I think that... Playing with Lowry is going to really help him on both ends, as we've talked about a ton. He just has a natural point guard to help him set up the offense to kind of get him rolling to the basket, fewer dribble handoffs, more him at the rim. That's going to help his offense on defense, you know, the less switchy. I, I think, like, everything this season is just him tied to Lowry more so than anybody else, maybe P.J. a little bit, because uh, that 4-5 stuff is gets easier for him. To me, it, it none of it matters if, the, if he doesn't st- – if they don't stop switching so fucking much, like you, you're in a position now. You are on a on the floor with four good defenders and Duncan, who is getting better defensively every day. Right? You do not have to switch out on Trey Young. 
Like you don't have to do that. Like not with Lowry, not with Lowry here. No, that's what I'm saying. If they, this roster right now is finally a rock. Like I remember when I was doing five on the floor, we were going into the Jimmy Butler's first season. We looked at the roster and said, okay, look, the roster makes sense now. Last season, that motherfucker made no sense. Like, like we were they, looking. They had two giant holes. Tyler Hero will be their starting point guard. Five like, dead roster spots. Yeah, like, are you like? Listen, we like, I, and people got all over me when I said Tyler Hero's not a point guard. I was a hater. I was racist. I was all kinds of shit. You are. Um, yeah, I know. I'm a hater and I'm racist. But we were walking into a season this year where, with a starting five. That makes a ton of fucking sense. Everyone fits. The roles are clearly defined. Now, if you get out there and start playing like you're trying to make up for Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn defensively, there's no point, right? You are going to get the same. You're going to get the same tired out Bam on offense who doesn't want to be aggressive because he has to carry the load defensively. Uh, if if Jimmy doesn't let Kyle handle the ball and Jimmy's a de facto point guard, you're going to get a gas Jimmy going into the playoffs again. So if they, so it all looks good on paper, but sometimes I just get so afraid of this team getting too fucking cute with shit and just basically like just just completely get like negating all the good offseason moves they've done. Like they have to play like a team that has a good defensive point guard. And if they don't, if they don't, nothing changes for Bam this year. Yep. Plain and simple. I think Brian was the one that put this in chat. Shoot it. That's all he needs. All that he needs to do is shoot it. I'm telling you for him to get where he wants to go. He's going to have to shoot the ball. I think he's more than capable. That's Chris Bosch on Bam. I think he's kind of showed a willingness to take that midi. I think, At times, he relies on it in ways that he probably shouldn't, and at times, he doesn't lean on it as much as he should. I think it's a complicated balance. I do think that drop bigs bother him. Drop bigs that are large and long really bother him. I think the Gobert stuff is like pretty notable, and I think these more physical guys, more more like stocky, longer players, have always given him fits because he's a little small. So the jumper there is going to have to be relied on. He's going to when when players play off of him he's gonna have to shoot that when teams switch on him he really really has to post him up and kind of be committed to that and i think last season kind of early on like kind of late in the season he he would seal early and punish and i thought he got a lot better at that as the season went on and that didn't neutralize like them switching those duncan bam handoffs didn't like ruin them as much uh but what everything that alf said is absolutely true i think just structurally there like you said it makes a little bit more sense things fall a little bit better into place and he doesn't have to overwork on defense because I mean they had a, I mean Frankie, you said that they like didn't have a legit top ten defense, and I think that they didn't have like a playoff defense, but I did think their defense was really good, and it was in part because Jimmy and Bam carried the fuck out of them. Whether that's, Bam. but see, that's I guess the uh, Frankie's point is that yes, it's good because two guys are just making up for all the shit, but it's yes, not, not sustainable. It's, it's not yeah, it's not unsustainable. And it was probably like 10 by a hair. Like it, it looked like the difference between 10 and 15 was like nothing. No, they were they were they were top 10. They were like comfortably like top nah, 10, if anything. No, 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 I'm just talking about looks. I don't give a shit. Yeah, about no, no, I, I, I'm, they, I, yeah. they did not 
pass the eye test of a top 10 team. No, yeah, they didn't. They didn't pass the sniff test. And I think that they just, but again, I think that's more of a playoff thing because they had like clear exploitable flaws that are just more difficult to exploit in the regular season. So like they could, I mean, their defense carried them. Their offense like straight up sucked. Like in the regular season. It's so bad. It was awesome. Such, it was such a bad offense. And oh to be honest God. with you, if their rebounding was like better, I think they're like closer to top five than top 10, right? Like they they had some issues. I, I, what do you guys think of this? And like Frank, uh, who's actually who, who said PJ puts an end to cute. Yeah, he's yeah, actually PJ's pretty cute. He's actually legitimately called me a racist in the YouTube chat, which I'm <laughs> thanks. For, hi, Frank. Um, our our uh, our Apple reviews call you and I racist. Sweet. Uh, DJ <laughs> uh, says PJ not going to deal with that switching shit. Same with Lowry. Now, what I will say, and I don't believe in a lot of the fucking intangible shit. I mean, I kind of do, but I think it's overrated. One thing I will say, I think both these guys kind of point out, is that this is a team, if I feel like PJ and Kyle will be insulted by too many switches, like, they're like, no, dude, I can handle my own. Like, you keep switching out on point guards and pushing Kyle Lowry out the way, I think you're going to get cussed out in the huddle. Like, this team le- legitimately has a lot of guys who pride themselves on either being on being good defenders and on, on on being tough basketball players. Where last year, I mean, you looked around, soft. and oh my god, soft wasn't the word. Like the way they rolled over and died against the Bucks. Like nobody, got, I mean, nobody got put on their ass. Nothing. Nothing. You know, and you just, you know, UDs in the fucking timeout throwing Trevor chairs. Trevor tried to. Trevor Trevor tried to do the push-up on Giannis, but it just looked ridiculous. Yeah, because... Goran, he, too. <laughs> Goran tried to take out Middleton's ankles. Or Goran whatever. is tough, though. Goran's a tough dude. Yeah, but but the, they didn't impact the rest of the team. Like, the, the whole team was soft uh, as a whole. Like, fucking... It was, this is not... This ain't... They had this, soft I, pockets. But do you remember, like, De- like Deadman look, looked disgusted at times? Like, it was Deadman a game where Deadman was legitimately the best player on the – and, like, he just looked disgusted. Like, playoff Deadman was disgusted by the Miami Heat's play. Like, like this a great is, day for Twitter. We gained so many followers with Deadman jokes. <laughs> I just don't think – like, I don't think Markeith Morris, P.J. Tucker, Kyle Lowry, Dwayne Deadman. like, Jimmy I just Butler. don't think these guys are with – you know, Jimmy Butler. I don't think these guys are with the shits this year. Like, like – you're These guys just better step up, you know. It's it, everyone's like you got a bunch of dogs on this team for real, and like that's why I don't like you know I don't get too hung up on this on where they're gonna land in the regular season. Like I just want them to be top four. Yeah, yeah, same. I, I, I'm with you. Second round, second. I'm good with the second round. That's uh, like work. without Oladipo, without you know them picking somebody up that or you know Tyler taking like a huge leap off the bench. Uh, this team is a, t- a second round out, and that's that's not a bad thing. No, but that, I do. I think Depot is is the the linchpin that takes you yeah over the edge. But to, but for the most part, I'm just saying this is a gonna, this is going to be a team that is going to show up in the playoffs. In my yeah. opinion, it seems yeah, going to be playoffs. fun to watch defensively. I don't uh, offensively remains to be seen. Uh, but I think they'll. they'll be I think tough. Kyle. I think Kyle solves so many problems. Oh, I, I do too. But I still think scoring is going to be an issue at times for some of them, especially off the bench. Like Kyle and Jimmy are going to have to do so much of the workload offensively, uh, playmaking that uh, you don't really have a lot of guys who are going to create their own shot, um, and and that's my concern. Uh, but I think J- Kyle helps Bam so much that that it helps release some of the offensive concerns. 
Uh, but back to Bam, uh, like going into Bam again, um, my thing was like, we, you know, the finals run set expectations very high for the- Hold on, go read this comment. Anthony Via Mill says Tyler Hero in this locker room is going to be like an episode of Scared Straight, and in parentheses, definitely racist. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> He's going to try to block a, a fucking uh, shot at the rim, and PJ's going to fucking let him hear it. <laughs> <He's> like, <What's... laughs> look at your fucking arms. Come on. <laughs> we haven't even talked about Max Spru- Max Struess. That's well, so that, that's on the wing show, which is the bigs, but we really no, but but Bam, uh, Bam, his his whole the whole finals run kind of like set the expectations really high for him and for the team. But like for the t- the whole finals run, besides the Celtics series, he was a glue big. He was not scoring. He was not mid range shooting. He was not tr- doing anything but pick and roll um, DHOs, and he wasn't do asked to do too much offensively. Goran and Jimmy carried the load offensively. The shooting around him carried the load, and then this whole this whole season was a big season of growth for him. He he took started being more more assertive offensively, not to the level we want him to be, of course, but he was more assertive offensively as a as a shooter, as, uh, as a playmaker. He had to do a lot more offensively, carry the load. But who else? What other big in the league is asked to play, make, score, rebound, and defend? Nobody else. Nobody else. Jokic wasn't asked to defend, and Bede's not asked to play make. Nobody else is asked to do all that shit. Giannis, Gian- Giannis doesn't play make anymore because Drew couldn't handle that. Middleton handled yeah, and that. that's and it opened up his game. Yes, it- and now Kyle, Kyle is here to do the same thing for him. Yeah. Now Bam's still gonna play make and stuff because that's his game, that's his role, that's what he likes to do. But he doesn't have to fucking do all that. He can focus a little bit more on scoring, a little bit more rebounding. Uh, like I've said, we we can play drop more. We don't have to uh, switch as much. And I'm tired and I'm glad because I'm tired of seeing fucking Bam switched out in the first quarter I'm with 24 of, seconds left on the I'm clock. tired of Bam with seven rebounds in a fucking yeah. game. And yeah. people and people say Bam Bam can rebound. Bam should be averaging 11 rebounds a game. He can't because he's at the three-point fucking line all the time. By the, the way, I found I found foot, footage of Tyler in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> all right last last couple last couple things on the way out brass needs to put that in his face on that we need, we need that for hangover time um you know i think the the next step as i said is, is a jumper you know uh you know in 20 2019 2020 he was uh 30 percent from zero to three feet and then 14 percent from 10 uh to 16 and then really up that from to to forty four. And, and people were 40. mad, like literally. You said ten to six. He was shooting. Uh, t- what what was the percentage again for I, ten? I, I'm, I'm so sorry. That was percentage of field goal by distance. Yeah, I was about to say there's no yeah, way yeah. he was he was forty one percent from three to ten, and then he jumped to forty four percent, and then he went from thirty seven from ten to sixteen to forty uh, from ten to sixteen. So it's it's been incremental, and then the last year. He got to 47 from three to 10 and then 45. So he's been improving every season. You know, if he can, if he can keep that trajectory up, which is really good. Like if he can get that three to 10 to about 50%, which is kind of would be the next incrementation kind of given his trajectory that that'd be huge. And if he can up the the 10 to 16 a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that that was, that was the thing last year that last year that became a, a tool in the toolbox and people were mad. That wasn't a weapon in the playoffs. Yeah. Like that, that you can't expect that 
historic rise and and consistency and and efficiency to solve all the problems. And plus, I like what you just said there. What I like what you just said. Like that's it. He needs like it was. It went from a tool, like people wanted it to be a weapon when he just added the tool. Yeah, he 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 was relied on too much to plug all the fucking holes his fucking team and it's like that cartoon with the octopus plugging the holes in the in the ship he ran out of legs he, he ran out of legs and you fucking and he he played bad in the finals he was worn out he fucking had to play through injury cuz nobody else was playing through injury what about honestly and and i i said this all last year as soon as you saw that fucking strap on his hand yep he could not shoot anymore like ever since he had that brace on his hand. He couldn't shoot. So I think there was an injury there. But and I, you guys can disagree with me or not. Like, I would love if he shot two to two and a half threes a game next year. Yep. I want to see it. Oh, this my God. Like, like, and and I, I would take that slower. I mean, I don't think it's a necessity, but I'd like to see the – I would like to see him try the range a little bit. Just He can, he can shoot. Like, he just – honestly, to me, it's if nothing else – it's just to make people like, okay, he will shoot that. So if they're afraid of him sh- shooting that, yes, then maybe they come out to free throw line extended. And it's if a, they like do that, Bosch, Bosch in the big three, yeah, he went from he went from sixteen points a game to about nineteen. If he can get that to twenty, twenty one, and ten rebounds, that's Kyle. Kyle's gonna give him easy five bucket. or six assists, or maybe his assists might go down a little bit. Yeah, I think they will. Uh, so, like you know, he was at five point four, five point one. He needs the year to before. be double digit rebounds next year, and yeah. and it, if he is not at double digit rebounds, it's not because he can't rebound the ball; it's because he's still spending time switching on the perimeter. Which I think that that'll all get fixed. So I mean, I think that their big rotation is pretty interesting. A lot to be seen. <laughs> God damn oh, you! God damn it! <laughs> a lot to be a lot to be seen. A lot to be seen for you. as I disappear. I want to thank everybody for coming to this YouTube show. I know it's a little different. We're back on Twitch next week. Don't worry. Twitch.tv slash MIAHeepy. This is just kind of to show our solidarity with hashtag a day off Twitch, which uh, which is done by smaller Twitch creators to kind of improve conditions at Twitch. So we have that going. We're going to be back normally. This will the VOD is going to be on our YouTube channel as always. And the pod is going to be uploaded as always. Again, we have some fun stuff at Hangover Time coming soon. Alf, I know that we've been we and Brass specifically. Brass. <laughs> brass has been Brass has been in like a, a chamber. A chamber. Poor, poor brass. Doing man. things. Yeah. Brass is an Emmy nominated uh producer. Yeah. And he's he's like cutting up Deadman clips for me. <laughs> Thank Dead, you, Brass. Deadman like, and his gout. <laughs> yeah, Deadman. Like honestly, I, I was I was going through like Hangover Time clips. We played the Deadman like coming back into the game and like shuffling his feet on the sideline and looking <laughs> like he he had a he had a corn on his big toe. Like we played that like four different episodes. Like we milked the shit out of it and like. Listen, and it, this this is what Brass is doing for me. Emmy nominated producer, by the way, and oh, he yeah. is. Uh, we need to get him a Webby, a Webby. Like he deserves it, man. We got we got to figure out a way to get. Maybe we can. Maybe we can make a fake award for Brass. If we can't get him. Well, fake awards are coming. Oh yeah. Oh, heard it here first. All oh, right, y'all. Oh, take care. Easter egg. No joke to end. Check out hashtag a day off Twitch. On, on Twitter and see what's going on. Support your local creators. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious. No, I'm just killing it. <laughs>